0: Hi, everyone. Before we get started today and share with you this episode, we wanted to let you know that it is one episode in a series on why different people need counseling.
1: So we'll be talking about why counselors need counseling. We'll talk about pastors, ministry leaders. We'll talk about men and women and children. And we'll have guests on each episode that will help us to think through those specific populations, why they might really benefit from the counseling process. So we hope you listen to all of the episodes in the series, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. This is Counsel for Life, a podcast engaging conversations about mental health and the Christian life, with licensed biblical counselors Beth Brun and Eliza Huey. I'm Beth
0: and we are, as you know, in the middle of a series that we have been talking to different people group and people groups and really talking about how can people benefit from counseling. And there's a lot of different categories that we've talked about. And today we're going to actually uh, mention a category that uh, I'm personally um, excited to talk about because I've worked in this area a little bit actually with our guest. and that is uh, the area of, of helping missionaries. Uh, with counseling needs. And so why missionaries actually would benefit from counseling. So Beth, I'm really thrilled to introduce you and our listeners to Amy Newsom. Amy is a counselor for Mission to the World, MTW, and she has been a missionary herself with her and her husband and their whole family um, since 1990. So 32 years, she has served in Nagoya, Japan, and she has, like like we mentioned, this was her original calling here, and she was a church planter for most of those years, but then as time went on, she got trained as a counselor. Uh, she's a licensed counselor now, and she works as, um, in, in addition to the work she does with MTW, she works as the director of member care for Asia Pacific, and as well as a uh, missionary counseling agency called The Well, which is based in Thailand. So you are very busy helping a lot of people who are serving in areas where the gospel still needs to be um Be brought and people still need to be reached. And I would love for you, Amy, just to say hello to our listeners and maybe just tell us a little bit more just about you personally, if you would like. You're actually not joining us from Japan this morning because you're here in the States for a few weeks, but why don't you just tell
2: us a little bit more about you for our listeners? Okay, I'd love to do that. Hello to you, Eliza and Beth. It's really nice to meet you. And it's a privilege to get to talk about this topic um, very near and dear to my heart. Um, and so just a little bit more about me. I am the mom of five kids. Um, now all adults, um, they range in age from 31 down to 21 and our first and last share the same birthday. So they're the bookends oh, um, <laughs> uh, on a, on a 10 year to the day, um, wow. span of, wow. of, children. Um, okay. It's a lot of fun um, growing into being the parent of adult children. Mm-hmm. And that's the stage that we're in now. Um, we're and back. That's, when, yeah. yeah,
0: that's I was going to say, that's why you're back, right? If you, that's back, right. You're, yeah, you're back to marry
2: Back off. to marry off one of them. Um, yes. Our fourth child, our daughter Sarah, is going to be getting married um, next weekend. So wow. um, back for that and a lot of busyness and a lot of fun um, trying to squeeze in every moment with the kids. Um, it's a big adjustment when you go from having your family on the field with you to them, them peeling off one by one. And, you know, for most missionaries, that means, um, across some water, um, to be with them. And so it's been a, it's been an adjustment, um, to that, but that's the stage of life that we're in now.
0: Well, thanks for giving us some of your precious time. I know when you're here and you're that far away from your kids, this is really precious. So I hope our listeners recognize just how valuable this is that you've taken the time to be with us. And I think it kind of speaks to the fact of why you actually think this is important as well. Um, So maybe I'll just kind of dive in there and we'll just kind of talk about like when you think about missionaries, what specifically comes to mind as to why you think they might benefit from counseling? And I know you're a counselor, so it's that's kind of easy to kind of come from that frame, frame of mind, but even as somebody who has served as a missionary, um, what, what specifically comes to mind when you think about that benefiting them?
2: Well, you know, I think that the first thing that comes to mind is that missionaries are normal people. Mm -hmm. Um, They are just like any other human. Um, but their, their calling and their, their vocation takes them to, um, places and situations that are not what they were generally raised in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think missionaries can benefit from someone coming alongside them because they're normal, mm-hmm. because they maybe have an, an abnormal or an unusual um, place of service and lifestyle.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and I think, like you are saying, there's unique situations kind of that, um, that, that are presented when you are a missionary and anything else, as far as just like, when you think about, you know, just the significant challenges that are faced by missionaries, um, where might you think that, you know, there's, this is going to be very helpful for, and I don't even know if missionaries even consider that. Like, I know we have things called member care now. I don't know that that's always been the, the reality for people being sent, but, um, you know, just kind of thinking about, are are there any unique situations that maybe they can expect that
2: counseling would be helpful? Mm -hmm. Two, two things come to mind. Just this morning, I got two emails from two different people in very different types of fields. One in a very urban, um, modern city and one in a very, um, developing, um, country, both, um, talking about some trauma, that, that somebody had experienced um, very different types of trauma, very different types of situations. But traumatic events, I think, sure. are something that missionaries are maybe more susceptible to or really. have happened more often simply because of the being out of their own culture and in these um, different situations. So I think traumatic, um, big and, and little, not all sure. big, um, big T trauma as we say, a lot of little T trauma that is significant, and they need help in processing and working through in order to be able to continue to function well. So I think trauma is something that missionaries experience quite frequently. And the second one is another T, um, Hmm. a lot of transitions.
0: Sure, sure. And
2: there's a lot of losses, a lot of griefs. And a lot of things that must be lamented in the missionary life. Um, That's a lot of people coming and going from your life. It's a lot of people coming and going within your ministry. Um, When you're doing frontline evangelism, um, there's, there's, there's just transition constantly. Your own, as well as the transition of others around you. And it can often take a great toll. And so missionaries can really benefit from doing some work around the whole processing of grief and Mm -hmm. loss in their lifestyle.
1: That's so helpful. And, you know, Amy, I am so grateful for an organization like yours that is proactively Mm -hmm. offering these things to missionaries. But I know that's not necessarily the norm as people go out on the field. And so um, and as you're talking about the trauma and the transitions, it's like those are moments when probably people are wishing they already had someone instead of starting from scratch. So with your organization, it seems like they already, they already have someone that they can go to that they've met, that they've already talked to. But I know a lot of missionaries um, that are sent out don't have that on the front end, and then they get in a situation and they think, I don't know who to talk to. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm just tacking onto something you're saying that I think is an important point as we think about kind of proactivity in finding someone before there's a trauma or a transition, knowing those things are probably inevitable.
2: I really talk about um, member care or missionary care being, being both proactive and reactive. Mm. The proactive piece puts those things in place so that when something happens, The reactive piece can really be natural and can be readily accessible for the missionary. So both are really important. And that's true for mission organizations to view member care that way. That's true for families who maybe have a missionary in their family Mm. um, to think about how they can proactively Help them find those kinds of things. That's true for sending agencies and sending churches mm-hmm. um, to think, okay, how can we proactively connect with our missionaries so that when they have a need, we can react in a really helpful and inappropriate way?
1: Yeah. And then it's also not quite so, um, I mean, there may be urgency, but you don't feel the panic of, (laughs) Oh no, we don't, we don't know where to go or what to do. So that's, that's so helpful. And so uh, for our listeners, you know. Probably most of them obviously are not missionaries themselves, but if you're part, a member of a church and you're, you, you know, serving in any particular way or you're a leader in a church, man, this is so helpful. And sure. unfortunately, there's, there's so many stories that we hear about missionaries having to come off the field, uh-huh. um, due to these things where they're just, were not um, ways for them to get the help that they needed and to be supported in the way that they needed support so that kind of leads us into our next question Amy just as you think about some of the maybe barriers or or things reasons why a missionary might not receive counseling some of it is maybe it's not available but what are some maybe maybe things that you've heard missionaries say or in in the back of the mind of like well if I get counseling or if I go to counseling, fill in the blank that might keep them from wanting to pursue that?
2: That's a great question. Um, I think that missionaries, just like all, all humans um, have a struggle in seeing their own heart, Mm -hmm. um, struggle to recognize um, maybe some of their own pride. And so there's a a tendency to say, I don't need that. I shouldn't need that. I -hmm. should be able to work through this myself. I if I have to admit that I need this, um, what would be the cost? Am Mm -hmm. I going to be, um, is this going to affect my, my service? Is this going to affect my supporters? Are they going to continue to support me? There can be a lot of fears about, um, what others might think. And that fear can come both from within the heart of the missionary who has a mistaken, um, sense of i have to be a certain way to be accepted it can also come from the outside Um, you know in back in the day um maybe more than now missionaries were often really put on pedestals Mm. and they were expected to be a different type of christian or a different type of person and so that that setup doesn't leave a lot of room Um, to be able to admit that you have a need or mm. that you are really struggling and you need help, so I think it can come from an internal place and from an external place. But I think that's one of the big barriers. Um, availability is is an issue, but I think there's a lot. The pandemic has has really ushered in the season right. of yeah. online. Um, Options—they're um, much more readily available, and so I think that missionaries can find care, they can find help, but there has to be a willing to step out and ask, ask for it, to seek it out.
1: That's great, and and you know something that that I've noticed, and I wonder what—I um, would love to hear your wisdom and insight about this, but uh, because the what you said about the missionary experience is somewhat unique. I think I've, you know, I've heard people say, well, you know, I, I don't want just any counselor. I, I want to be able to have somebody that gets it. And so could you speak to that a little bit? Because I think that can be a barrier as well. That's a good point. Um, and of course, it is helpful. We, we often talk about that, how
2: finding a counselor who has some understanding of the cross-cultural experience, of the cross-cultural piece of your life that adds to whatever your issue is, that, that really does help. Um, on the other hand, um, the human heart is the human heart. The human body and mind and emotion is um, is uniform and and similar across across any kind of situation and so I think a counselor who's trained to really be curious to really be interested in hearing the story, I think they can be really helpful um, for a missionary, even if they don't have that kind of personal background themselves.
1: That's really great. Thank you for saying that. And I, and I think you, you know, you, when you talk about, the human heart and especially people who are in ministry, we we had the same conversation with Michael Crawford talking about pastors and church planters, church planters of just this idea of, you know, I shouldn't have to seek someone out. I should be mature enough. Somehow there's an equation between being mature and not needing help. I don't know what that is. I mean, I do know what it is, but it's like it does not not actually it doesn't make sense biblically, but but we, you know, when we think about somebody who uh who's in that state, maybe they know all the right answers and that's Uniquely, really frustrating. Of like, I know, I know what's the what the Bible says. I know how I'm supposed to live and I'm, or or how I'm supposed to deal with these issues. But I'm still struggling. So, man, I think being able to have a counselor who is not too quick on the uptake with like, well, you know, you should be such and such. It's like so often there's that can create a barrier or frustration, right? Of like, I, I I do know those answers. What I'm wanting is somebody to to sit with me and let me process some of that out before the Lord and with another person. Um, So just want to throw that in there. Cause I do think we sometimes are quick to quick on the draw to like give um, you know, the commands of scripture uh, when a lot of what's happening here, it sounds like for you, you're talking about grief and trauma and loss and needing to just lament some of those things.
0: And, and all of that, really, what you just said, Beth, is is what we
2: all need, and even what we all sometimes struggle with as well. So, yeah. I think, I mean, missionaries are, and again, I, I talk about missionaries because that's what our topic is, but I think people in general, we need creating, we need a, a place where there's a safe space created mm-hmm. to process those things. Yes, the biblical answers are, we want to hold those um with a lot of honor and, and that, mm-hmm. like our, our, our goal, that's our, our destination. Um, we might need some time and we may, might need some freedom and some space to have, it'll be in the messiness down in the weeds really yeah. um, to find our way to that place. And I think that's something it's, that a counselor does for um, someone that they're serving as they create that space and missionaries are no different in that way. They need that as
1: well. Hmm, that's beautiful. Well, um, man, Amy, I can, just getting to know you today, I can sense that with all of your experience and wisdom and the Holy Spirit working inside of you, you have so much to offer. Could you just, is there any encouragement that you would share to our listeners, whether they're missionaries or not, just an encouragement to us as we think about um, our inner life before the Lord and our life in community and what it looks like for us to Come alongside each other and to need that. I would love to just hear anything you want to share. Thank there.
2: Um, well, I would. I guess I would say um, whatever stand, whatever role you are, whether you're the the sender, the counselor, the missionary himself, um, to the assumption to be that there's a need here.
0: Yeah. There's mm-hmm. something
2: that is not working, or there's something that's really deeply. Um, painful there's a struggle to make that assumption and to really lean into then um, uh, seeking to be honest seeking to be interested seeking to be curious um, I think that that stance in our relationships with one another um, goes a long way in in being real and in getting to the deeper places that's hmm. so good
0: yeah. That's great, and I I agree with Beth. I think you you're offering a lot of wisdom, um, for those who are serving, but also for those who are have a desire to care for those who are serving. I think this is important. Like Beth said at the beginning, like if you even if you're a, a pastor or or in a ministry setting, like how are we doing, keeping. That group of people, people who are serving in unreached places, people who are serving in countries where it's not there, you know, they don't have things that are familiar to them. The structures are different. The systems are different. The language is different, you know, and all of those things. I loved what you said, Amy, about the, the two T's, the just know that if you, if you know somebody, if you're listening to this podcast and you know a missionary or you have missionaries in your church or you are a part of you know any kind of organization where you're you're supporting those um those endeavors like the people who are on the field are going to deal with trauma big t little t doesn't matter you know it's going to be there and the transitions are very hard i think that's one of the things i've heard in working with you uh, amy a lot of the times when i've i've gone to japan a couple of times and just tried to help with some of the member care there and transitions for sure. And sometimes those transitions are actually the trauma, you know, and so it's a big part of it for sure. But I think one of the things that you said that I think is so important that I just want to sum up as we um, start to move to a close of this episode is, I just really appreciated your willingness to, to share like the question that might be there of what is this going to cost me if I do admit that I need help? Like, what is the cost going to be? Is, is this going to have an, an impact on my, my, um, role here and maybe even just the leadership and how they, you know, view my, my capacity or my ability. And so I think that's so important for everybody to hear because we want to kind of break that down. I think I do. When I hear that, I want to be like, no, you know, like I want everybody to feel like if you need help, it shouldn't mean then you're defective or you're not as, as valuable. In fact, um, you know, Beth and I both teach counseling. And one of the things that I know I talk about, and I'm sure she does too, is that the most effective counselors are the ones who have been in the counseling room. Well, that isn't just about being a counselor. That's about just whatever the Lord has called you to, you've sought out that wisdom and you've recognized like, I need help. And it just shows that you're a human being. You're just a person, you know? So I appreciated you sharing that. And the other thing that I thought was good was you said, um, Sometimes missionaries have to be are they're, they're held up on a pedestal and they have to be a certain type of person. And you've been a missionary for a long time. And in some ways I have to admit like, yeah, in some ways I kind of think there is a, I know she's shaking her head. No, no, no. But there is a <laughs> sense where it's like, wow, that is such a high calling and what a thing to step into and it I can I will admit that yes, there is a little bit of me that wants to put that in a, in a pedestal and you're just saying I'm just a normal person just yeah. like everybody else who's serving and so um, yeah I appreciated that. it's good for me to hear that but it's also good for those who are serving.
2: yeah to hear that as well. And I mean missionaries when someone does put them on that pedestal there's a there's a part that that feels really good. We mm-hmm. want we like that. We want that, um but there's another part that says, "Please don't do that um, yeah. that puts an incredible amount of pressure, and then it also is an incredibly dangerous and slippery slope um oh, for sure yeah, so for
0: all of us, right, for all right. of us to be there, that's no matter right. what it is, even if it's just a a neighbor who thinks highly of your parenting or something. <laughs>
2: Exactly. Yeah. So we can,
0: yeah. But so in light of that, as we wrap up here, you're just a normal person you're saying. And so (laughs) we would love for you just to share a little something with our guests. We try to just show our guests that the people who we have on here, exactly what you're saying, Amy, is just, these are just normal people who happen to have a lot of experience in one way or or, or in one thing or in another. And so we just, we want you to be able to share any little story or something that just lets people know you're just a normal human being. Anything right, that you can then. share with us? And we don't know what she's going to share, so it's <laughs> be fun for us.
2: Well, I, we, because we're back in the States, um, I, I've been cooking. Like, we're empty nesters now, and cooking has changed. And, oh, yes. um, and last night, the kids were over, and, and one of my daughters said, Mom, I'm so glad you're here and feeding us almost every night. And I said, <laughs> Well, I am getting to the end of my repertoire. I mean, I, it takes a while when we come back to the States to remember how to cook here. Oh, wow. And then when we go back to the, to Japan after being in the States for any extended time, takes a while to remember um, what do we eat here? Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm in that, what am I going to cook each yes. night? Um, as our numbers have, have expanded. And of course, there's just a lot of fun in that. And would never say don't come because I don't want to cook, um, but uh, I do struggle to figure out what do we eat in America. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> now, are
0: you missing any of your Japanese food right now, or anything that? Oh, in? always,
2: always. <laughs> it's the best, um, but, but we can make it for a few weeks. And yes. um, again, the the people that we get to eat it with that is uh, makes it all worth it.
0: Well, I have to say, um, I haven't been in Japan for 32 years and I haven't even been an empty nester all that long. And I'm still asking what, what am I making for dinner tonight?
1: <laughs> I was just working on my grocery list this morning and I told my husband, I don't know, man, I'm out of ideas.
2: <laughs> Good. This is, it's not, you're just not alone.
0: Like... <laughs> no. no, but well, Amy, thank you so much. And we do hope that you enjoy the rest of your time there. Thank you for giving some of it again to us and to our listeners. Yes. And we hope that. Those of you who have heard this have been encouraged. I would encourage you, if you are um, somebody who knows somebody who is in the mission field, send this episode to them. Just say, hey, thought of you, prayed for you, and pray for them. And I wanted you to hear this because this kind of can be an open door for somebody maybe to have a conversation. Or maybe you want to send it to your pastor or if you have a, a person in your church who focuses on... Um, outreach and specifically like global outreach where you're sending people far away from their families, uh, this would be a really good episode to share with them. So again, Amy, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Us.
2: Thank you and for having me.
0: We are so glad that you are here. Thank you for listening to our listeners. We are glad you are joining us for this series and keep listening in because there will be more. You can learn more about uh, different people groups who will benefit from counseling. So join us again on Counsel for Life.
1: Thanks for listening to Council for Life with Beth Broom and Eliza Huey. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please be sure to rate, share, and subscribe. And for more information, visit CouncilForLifePodcast.com.